Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, none other than the big homie, Rick Strong from TYT, a sports host and executive producer all around. Amazing guy, should be fascinating. All right, top story of the day, Donald Trump, well, he wants death and destruction if he is arrested. There's more. Let me first go to this post of the former president. All right, keep that up. So Donald Trump warned of potential death and destruction if he is charged over an alleged hush money payment made to adult film star Stormy Daniels. Posting on this truth social platform, Trump included the alarming rhetoric in his latest attack against Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. Now remember, he just called Bragg an animal this week. Now he says, what kind of person can charge another person? In this case, a former president of the United States who got more votes than any sitting president in history and leading candidate by far for the Republican Party nomination with a crime when it is known by all that no crime has been committed and also known that potential death and destruction in such a false charge could be catastrophic for our country. Why and who would do such a thing? Only a degenerate psychopath that truly hates the USA. Okay, you know what's interesting? If you just close your eyes for a moment and imagine this being written about Donald Trump, it actually fits. Yes. There's more. The message comes after Trump, the former president, called for his fans to protest in a post over the weekend, predicting that he would be arrested on Tuesday. Now, remember, he said he's going to be arrested Tuesday. He actually did this as a con. I'm going to expose the con in just a moment. Uh, Bragg's office on Thursday said Trump created a false expectation that his arrest was imminent. Representatives with Trump's 2024 campaign have now confirmed that he raised $1.5 million in just three days after he announced on Truth Social that he would be arrested on March 21st in Manhattan over reportedly paying hush money to Stormy Daniels once again. This was to prevent Daniels from going public before the 2016 presidential election with her allegations of a 2006 affair. The payments reports indicate were made by his lawyer at the time, Michael Cohen. There's more, he urged his supporters to protest with his post on Truth Social on March 18th that read and I quote, protest, take our nation back. Critics believed reports, uh, critics believe that it was a plot to raise more funds for its campaign. Business Insider reports that the 1.5 million is nearly double the daily average Trump's campaign raised in the weeks before and after he announced November 2022, his second White House bid. Okay, so what needs to happen now? Donald Trump obviously is okay with a showdown with the United States government. 
But he's not going to get involved in the action, of course not. He's not going to meet you at the Capitol, so to speak. He's going to manipulate you, those who believe that this guy is some kind of savior or leader or even the dirty work and your family be damned, you be damned. He's not going to help you, save you. He didn't even have your back when he was president of the United States. While I would have disagreed with the move, realize he had the power to solve the issue of any federal crime that came to those who protested and committed domestic terrorism. He could have done so, he didn't. Now there's a reason why he doesn't deliver for you. There's a reason why he talks rhetoric and then delivers not. I'm talking about for those who are extremists. It is because he understands how to manipulate you. He understands how to play you. And every time you decide to respond in kind, he knows exactly what to do to push your buttons the next go round. Rick, thoughts here? Yeah, if, if I may, I mean, look, you're preaching here, obviously. But what I would say in respects to what you said is, in the words of the CEO of this company, they like being deceived. Yeah. A lot of them like being conned. Some of them who were found to have not even known until it was too late that their bank accounts were at or near zero from payments they made to Donald Trump during the 2020 election. Essentially took money out repeatedly and those people I would guarantee would continue to sign up to be conned because they believe that you know not my dude but like Joey B is a communist marxist socialist propaganda like things that even because of the boogeyman that he has sold now what I'll go back to is something you initially said which is the DA of New York um was called an animal that is something that is a Trump staple at this point. It is amazing how immune we are to this level of violence and bigotry that he continues to espouse each and every day. It's been interesting to me to see someone like Steve Scalise, who I despise, mm. and Kevin yeah. McCarthy, who I despise, saying, hey, we shouldn't have violence. No one should be calling for violence. But here is what I will say this is the bed that they have made, they are reaping what they sow. Unfortunately, we are also victims to it as well because they could have cut this off a very long time ago. That's right. If it wasn't for them and the benefits that they would have putting this person and leaving this person in a position of power, they had two tries at this in separate impeachment trials. And now, yep. because they just let it go by the wayside, we have to deal with these consequences. And my very last thing, he has called for violence numerous times. It's horrible. No one should be calling for violence, especially when it is someone who had that position of power in federal government. I'm questioning, let's say he continues to do this, which is clearly a grift because every time he does it, he makes more. My question is, when is enough enough? And I truly believe with the mindset of this Republican Party, especially with the potential next guy coming in and Ron DeSantis, Ron, Ron three finger pudding DeSantis, also being a fascist, there is no line. Some right. people have it and some people don't.
It's a rush to the bottom for leadership in the Republican Party. All right, Fulton County, Georgia, sheriff's deputy doing inappropriate things with those incarcerated. Let's put up the picture full mass here. This is former Fulton County detention officer, Kawana Jenkins. She is now facing charges for inappropriate contact with at least one incarcerated individual. Jenkins, 36 years of age, charged with two counts of improper sexual contact by employee or agent, five counts of violation by oath of office, two counts of reckless conduct, two counts of cruelty to inmates, that is interesting, and one count of procure, give, inmate prohibited item without authorization, that is a statutory code in Georgia. The incident which led to her termination and subsequent arrest was videotaped with a contraband cell phone. It's interesting how they found out about it, which was seized during a shakedown at the Fort County Jail. Ms. Jenkins was then terminated and charged according to the Sheriff's Office. Jenkins had been employed with the Fort County Sheriff's Office since December 2019. Here's the background, in late January, a Sheriff's strike team conducted a shakedown inside of the maximum security wing. In addition to weapons, 11 cell phones were confiscated. Investigators checked those cell phones and one of them showed Jenkins. Officer Jenkins doing among other things, sitting on the lap of an incarcerated man, kissing him. And it wasn't just an exchange of affection. Uh, that individual asked for something specific. He can be heard on the video saying, give them to me, give them to me. Jenkins then gave him a pair of designer glasses from Cartier. Um, obviously, she's a nice person. To Sheriff Labatt, and Sheriff Labatt don't play the radio. He fired Jenkins immediately, ordered her arrest on a myriad of charges, including violation of oath of office. Now, I actually know Sheriff uh, Patrick Labatt. All right, I know the guy. Um, when he won the sheriff's race in Fulton County, he beat a longtime incumbent who was actually from the FBI ended up running for sheriff and one decent individual. Sheriff Labatt, progressive in many of his programs inside of that jail. When it comes to officers being professional, he's not the one to play with. And he did exactly what I would have expected him to do. He did not take two years to launch an investigation. He did not say there's nothing here. He fired her, charged her, arrested her, within like 24 hours, all right? So you have two dynamics here. Number one, it is dangerous when any officer has this kind of unprofessional interaction with an individual incarcerated because of what can happen inside. And now the officer is either lying or creating situations to harm other people. So that's why it is a security risk for anybody. But the leadership of Sheriff Labatt cannot be stated here. He moved in a way that was decisive. He moved in a way that was understandable. And he moved in a way that did not cause a lot of fanfare by prolonging the situation. He did exactly what he said he would do when he ran for office. He's gonna hold cops accountable under his leadership. All right, Rick, thoughts here? Um, this is the worst porno I've ever signed up for. <laughs> um, 
Can I we scare people the whole video, man? I really did. I get, I get it. I get it. Just like anybody that's watching this, all right. Let's just be clear about this. You knew your mind went to it, okay? <laughs> and and if and if you if you're saying it didn't, you're a sucker. Yeah. yeah. You are a yeah. sucker. Uh, okay. Uh, on a serious note, um, the guy that she had an alleged relationship with is. A terrible human being, um, locked up for a good reason. I have the notes here. Um, Jamal Ward was charged with murder and aggravated assault. Yep. Um, arrested in February on charges of aggravated assault with intent to rape um, and many other charges. And Jenkins uh, went on his lap. Here is what I will say. And she was released on bail. Here's what I'll say. I'm glad that we're having these punishments come down because. Because then obviously it's a conflict of interest. What I would also say is I truly wish because Doc Ritchie, you brought us a story previously mm-hmm. about the misconduct that guards had at different jails and how they were beating the you know what yep. out of inmates. Where is this quick swift reaction from mm. videos like that? That's right. Like, I mean, is this bad with Jenkins? Yeah, no question. Um it was you know, a little more loving. But what I would say is if they're gonna act this quickly about inappropriate like sexual touching, how about they come down that quick, that much quicker, swiftly, harder on prisoners who beat the crap out of inmates, unprovoked, jump them, Suffer concussions, mental anguish, what have you, and we rarely see justice. That's what I would like to see. And that is why it's important to show the world that one, it can be done. Because remember, mm-hmm. they used to tell us there's nothing we can do about it. We have to wait for the investigation to be finalized, etc. Nope. We see clearly it can be done. Now, if the sheriff gets sued later, whatever, right? The person is not going to get their jobs back. We know that for sure. And it is definitely a fireable offense on face value. Mm-hmm. All right, we got this very interesting but dynamic speech by a woman who's 100 years of age. Here it is. I am 100 years young. I'm here to pr- protest our school's district book banning policy. My husband, Robert Nickel, was killed in action in World War II. At a very young age, he was only 26, defending our democracy, constitution, and freedoms. One of the freedoms that the Nazis Crush was the freedom to read the books they banned. They stopped the free press, banned and burned books. The freedom to read, which is protected by the First Amendment, is our essential right and duty of our democracy. Even so, it is continually under attack by both the public and private groups 
who think they hold the truth. She said more, here it is. In response to the book banning throughout our country and Martin County, last year, during the time I was 99, I have created this quilt to remind all of us that these few of so many more books that are banned or targeted need to be proudly displayed and protected. And read if you choose to. The quilt was shown on national TV as part of Ali Valshi's banned book club segment. Banned books and burning books are the same. Both are done for the same reason. Fear of knowledge. Fear is not freedom. Fear is not liberty. Fear is control. My husband died as a father of freedom. I am a mother of liberty. Banned books need to be proudly displayed and protected from school boards like this. Thank you very much. One hundred years of age. Living 100 years guarantees that you have experiences, you have some wisdom, you have some insight that we do not. The historical context in her comparison is accurate. The Nazi did the same, not because they disagreed with people reading, but because they disagreed with people thinking. They wanted to eliminate knowledge. Knowledge creates independent thought patterns. It is difficult to indoctrinate a class of individuals if you have knowledge. But when you shortstop the information, manipulate the facts, provide your his story rather than history, you can then manipulate the masses to do your bidding. Way to go. Uh, let's put her picture up full mass here. Very thankful for your leadership, madam. 100 year old widow to a World War II veteran is seen there comparing her Florida County's book ban to Nazi Germany. Her name is Grace Lynn. Miss Lynn attended the Martin County School Board meeting on Tuesday to protest against Florida's new law that only allows books which are now state approved on the reading list. Uh, and remember, if a teacher violates that approval process, they can be charged with a third degree felony per the Department of Education in their clarification document. In Lynn's powerful message, she, she says, banning books, remember this quote, banning books, burning books, all the same. Both are done for the same reason, fear of knowledge, Fear is not freedom, fear is not liberty, fear is control. And I wanna remind you, anytime you see the tactic of fear, I want you to remember what fear is, F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. All right, dear brother, thoughts here? 
Um, great stuff all around. Um, I'm glad that she attended. I'm glad that she spoke. When I was doing a story on um, a black writer whose stop in Birmingham was canceled, I looked into what they were canceling him over and they said it was alleged social media posts even though they couldn't even find what those social media posts were the last time I checked. And he also wrote a book that was going to be banned which was about Tommy Smith who is one half of the Olympic gold gold and bronze medalist at the 1968 Mexico games. When they famously stood up there and protested the same things that Mahmoud Abdul Rauf and Colin Kaepernick were protesting, and many others will be protesting, I'm sure. That book, no more. A book on Jackie Robinson was banned. Um, a book on Harry Potter was banned. A book on Satchel Page yeah. was banned. It is this fear of knowledge. Um, and in my opinion, I think I can say this, it's uh, it's white people's fear, um, predominantly white people's fear about them being taught the history that they don't want their kids to be taught. Because okay. I saw this one meme, basically um, when schools were being integrated, there was, those who opposed it, right? And in, in Little Rock, there were a ton of people yelling at the black students coming in. And essentially, someone phrased it as, those are the people who don't want the history being taught about what they did, which I agree with. Lastly, I believe this is a losing issue. Independents don't like it, Democrats strongly oppose it. The problem is, there are too many groups that have come up. And that have even links to Ron DeSantis and DeSantis's transition team that are outspending at the local level in order for this to happen. So I don't really know what the conclusion is here on how we combat this because when you look at, let's just be brutally honest here. Let's say we got involved. TYT money to Koch Brothers money, it's different. It is very different. I think the best way to combat this is community togetherness yeah. uh, and a coalition of understanding that this is wrong and yeah. we need to combat this. Uh, and school teachers doing what's right, perhaps breaking the law in the process, they can't lock up all of you. There has to be a demonstration of absolute integrity as it relates to these laws that are being passed that are contrary to the sentiment of progress in this nation. Don't think that Rosa Parks wanted to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Don't think that there are individuals who marched and protested and technically broke the law who would have preferred to stay at home that day and just spend time with their children. We all have sacrifices, we all have responsibilities, but we also have the fight that's in front of us too. And we can't run away from any of it. All right, we got more. All right, welcome back. A lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments. Cheesecake brownie, that sounds good by the way. Says, does anyone know how to feel sorry for anyone who donates to Trump? They know exactly what they are doing and getting. I agree with you. 
They That's know Tucker Carlson is lying, right? They know Tuck Tuck is lying. His cell phone messages have proven uh, he's a liar. He had record ratings last week because, as Rick said, they want to be lied to. I agree 100%. The progressive Alaskan says, this is a threat against the country. Arrest him for inciting violence and sedition as well. Yeah, got the wrong person in the presidency for that at the moment. Hmm. All right, C. Michael Henson, thank you, C. Michael. Um, haven't Trump supporters learned anything by now? On January 6th, Trump said, let's march to the Capitol, and I'll go with you. <laughs> but his mind said, I ain't going down there. Stop being tricked. They won't. Tyler Hackner, thank you, Tyler. Uh, what an amazing, awesome woman, love her. Talking about the woman that gave the blazing speech, it was amazing. All right, double doser, what do we have? Okay, no, we got double doser, member for nine months, Forbeszilla, Godzilla, Dragon, thank you so much. After many months of being too busy with work to be able to catch the show, I'm glad to be back for your news and to MOD. Much love and respect, Doc. Much love to you. The hearts and the smiley faces always appreciated. Jason Meisner, welcome to Indisputable. We appreciate your support. All right, got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Right now, the fact that I'm still, the fact that I got a little weird with you yeah. is because I just, I'm a guy, whatever. The, don't hold that against me right now. All right. I just want a little don't, space. No, I don't yourself. care what you want. I just honestly, I don't, I do not care about you honestly wanting a little space right now. All right. Because you know, the, the reason I say that right now yeah. is I could leave right now. You'd have no water. Okay. Your carpets aren't clean. Okay. You're Lines aren't up. Yeah. And nothing's taken care of. So if you ignore me right now, even if you look at your phone once, I'm leaving. Okay? Don't look at your phone once. Pay attention to me. I got your carpet, your blinds, and your water on the line. Mm -hmm. How are you going to treat me right now? This male Karen obviously skipped all of his HR training, works for an apartment complex and was servicing the apartment, doing his job. He did something, made the young lady uncomfortable. She started recording and the world saw why she was uncomfortable. That has to be a very scary situation. And there's an adult male in your home telling you I don't give a damn basically what you say. I don't care that you're offended by what I have done. Basically, withdraw work that I'm sure her money pays for, right? That's how it works. Let's put the picture up for a mask. We do have an update. Uh, while details are sketchy, we do know that management fired this individual from his job for his activity that day. He was also arrested uh, for whatever he did that led to the incident on tape. Um, as a handyman, um, he's operating in his capacity to fix things. That's what handymen do. Um, but when you operate in a way that breaks things, especially in a criminal sense, uh, then there's a level of accountability. 
I'm very thankful that she actually did record this. Uh, the man may have a drinking problem. So if you have a drinking problem, I encourage you to get help. It is absolutely no shame in doing so. That's taking care of yourself, all right? I used to have a drinking problem personally. I have not had a drink in years. Uh, it is no shame or embarrassment in getting better, sir, if that's your issue. All right, Rick, thoughts here? Um, definitely taking the high road. Uh, how how I see this is, I, I, I understand why some people um, do not give forgiveness. Um, I would also say uh, the alcohol angle, I pondered it because it sounded like he was slurring words. The third is the entitlement yeah. um, to confront somebody over and over and over again. And he knew that he was making her very uncomfortable, mm-hmm. cornering her. Um, standing over her, it, it gave it gave body language experts a ton to work with. Most importantly, I'm glad that he was let go, so he can't do this to anybody that he seeks um, his prey on. Um, and if he does need help, I would hope that he finds it, um, because this is uh, this is atrocious behavior, and no one should have to deal with it. Yeah, and listen, if she was a different person, right? Had a gun, obviously there's fear there. Something very bad could happen in situations like that. All right, got something for you. Anti-Karens, unite. You're screaming at employees at Walmart. Get out of here. That's racist. Yes, it is. No, it's not. The United States doesn't have an official language, jackass. and pictures and people keep asking me what I'm doing. So that's what I'm doing, I'm trying to take pictures and video. Of what? I don't have, the the sun's not gonna be up long enough for me to explain everything to you. Then what would be, why are you doing it? What is it, what's the real question? What do you really wanna know? What are you doing? Taking pictures and video. Okay, why? Because that's what I feel like doing today. Okay. Why are you shopping at the loft? with that. I hope you enjoy yourself. Hope you're having a wonderful day. I hope you get sued. You hope I get sued? I do. Sued for what? For badgering. Are you really going to get in my face, bro? Are you in my face, bro? I'm so, I haven't moved my feet. I I'm haven't. Not, I'm, I'm not moving like my feet. You're harassing. Police are going to show up. They're going to tell you to leave me alone and go about your day if you don't want to be on camera. What she did not know is that she was speaking to Officer Anti Karen. <laughs> See, his superpower is to spot Karens literally a mile away. He already knew 
she was going to be there when approaching the store. Okay, I get it. Somebody recording you, you think it's inappropriate, you say something. Um, going to the police, then arguing with the police was fascinating because the police, they were the least aggressive in this entire ordeal. Mm-hmm. These were some aggressive senior citizens, uh, Rick. Yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, we've covered this like millions of times. Anything that is in public view, yes, you can record anybody. You can take photos or videos of any public building. Um, I know I said entitlement previously, but the the entitlement to go after someone who is, you know, clearly an auditor. Yeah. Um, and keeping people in check, mainly police. And she just won't back down continually over and over and over again. And you knew it right when she stepped out because she had the attitude of yes. interview interview me. So you already were like, oh God, where is this going? Yeah. And then she calls the person she intended to call and they say back down. And she continues to not back down. Um, so look, um, the police know this, a lot of people know this. Unless you are on private property, the rules are dictated by that person or that company. If it's in public view, just like this, you have no say whatsoever. None. Period. Period. Yeah. So just deal with it. Got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back. Always a pleasure to be with you. A lot of comments. I'll read as many as I can. Mo Fury, the care motto, I am old and explanation because I exist. And if I am uncomfortable, then it is your problem to fix. It kind of rhymes, bars. I got to give you bars for that one. All right. Uh, <laughs> Brett Campbell, aka Dragon, my ass. You got to love. In a uniform, rare. They do exist. Exist. We've seen them a couple of times on here. Larry Colloway, thanks so much, Larry. Thumbs up to you too. And Rose Smith. Rose Smith. I saw that also, Rose. I loved when she started to follow the cop. Always needs the last word. And I love how the cop was unbothered. All right. Very sad situation. A SWAT team. Shoots an innocent man sleeping on a couch. Let's put up the picture, full mass. The West Virginia State Police, this is their special response team. They are now facing scrutiny after some of its members shot an unarmed black man sleeping on a couch while serving an arrest warrant. Trooper shot. 22-year-old Darius Lester on March 10th in Big Sandy, West Virginia. However, according to Lester's attorney, John Bryan, law enforcement's account of what happened is contradicting the actual evidence from the crime scene. I'm gonna give you the background. The shooting happened around 5.45 AM. This was at 1536 Loop 7 Highway. Was not the subject of the search warrant. And worse yet, the West Virginia State Police claimed in the police report 
that he attacked SRT members with a hammer. Upon entry, members were confronted by Darius Lester, 22 of Big Sandy, who was armed and attempted to attack the members with a hammer, read the police report. Members engaged the suspect and shots were fired, stopping the threat. That's on the police report. According to WVVA News, the outlet immediately received an outpouring of messages alleging that Lester was sleeping when he was shot. And the police lied about him attacking them with a hammer. Photograph evidence of the bloody couch seems to confirm Lester was lying on the couch when he was shot. He was later then taken to Raleigh General Hospital for treatment of two gunshot wounds in the chest and then charged with a felony. Once again, the of their warrant. Here is an exterior photo. The exterior photo where the shooting took place inside of the home, Jeremy Lester, Darius's uncle, was staying. If you look at the house where they actually encountered him, they had to walk quite a ways from the door into the kitchen and take a right sort of around a blind corner to where they encountered him, said Brian. I don't have any doubt they surprised him on that couch. The photographs of the blood stains show where the violence occurred, right on the bed slash couch, which Darius had been sleeping. Let's put up these other pictures from the scene. This crime scene photo shows how far the front door is right, right from where Lester was sleeping on the couch, which is on the left. It is around the corner from the door where the troopers entered, further shattering their accounts of the incident. There's more. Lester works as a coal truck driver. Just gotten off his shift before he fell asleep on his uncle's couch around 4 a.m. He has no criminal record, nor does his uncle. Jeremy Lester, for whom the search warrant was executed. The police were reportedly serving a search warrant alleging Jeremy Lester downloaded and was in possession of child pornography. Brian also implied the West Virginia State Police have corruption problems and noted on an ongoing investigation prompted by a whistleblower. Some of the allegations include the misuse of federal and state funds, secret unauthorized personnel purchases and fraud. Brown also suggested that the nature of the search warrant would ensure nobody would care what happened during the search. Did you hear that? That the nature of the search warrant would ensure that no one would care what happened during the search. WVVA News contacted the West Virginia State Police SRT department, that's their special response team, to question if the unit was wearing body cameras. The man they spoke with would not give us his name and said he did not know if SRT wears body cameras. Lester is scheduled to appear in court March 30 felony charges. His mother, Holly Klein, said that she wants justice for her son. We're gonna follow this story very closely, very closely. I think there's more to it than what is being expressed so far. Even though what we have is a lot and naturally all of the actual evidence contradicts the police report. We see that clearly. Forensics says different than the police report. The man who is living now that could be dead says different than the police report. What if 
Now, this is circumstantial. What if they already made up in their mind what they were going to do when they went inside of that home? What if they believed that the young man they shot was the person who was the target of the investigation? That means they went in with premeditated murder malice on their minds. That's what it means. Now, we're at a place in policing, ladies and gentlemen. We can no longer act as if we are naive to the reality that some cops will operate this way. Groups of police officers will operate this way. We are no longer innocent. We know exactly what they're capable of. We know exactly what they have already done since in this country. East Cleveland police, one third of their entire police force indicted. And one of the complaints from a member of their city council was, well, we don't have enough police officers on the street. I would prefer to have 20 good cops than a thousand bad ones. What you're dealing with is a systemic issue where items are not connected. These police departments are not connected, but the cultures are. The culture is connected. All right, Rick, thoughts here. So something that I've seen that I think is a positive, although we are nowhere near the finish line, is when different outlets will report on situations such as these, and they will print the police statement without what they are alleging or corrections on said allegations. Um, that's something that I would obviously like to see changed. Because when researching a lot of these stories, they will print the police statement, but they yeah. won't state what was inaccurate about it mm-hmm. or how it was blasphemous. You can go to what was the biggest moment in the year of 2020 when it came to policing? It was George Floyd. Yeah. What was the initial police statement? It had nothing to do with strangulation. That's right. And it had everything to do with blaming it on George Floyd. So what I question is, where is the body cam? The police are so quick, so quick and steadfast to come out and say, no, 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 no. We absolve ourselves because look at the video. And yet every time that there is a question, we don't get it. I think people are starting to become more and more aware of this. But I don't know how many more instances it's going to take. And what I will say is this, the Intercept had a report where they showed through their own journalism that a lot of these members of law enforcement and local precincts were affiliated with white supremacist organizations. Um, There is a bias there and I end with this. The one thing that needs to be eradicated is Qualified immunity, yes, and or these officers and their police unions paying the settlements and not the taxpayers, because then I believe you will see real change. Yeah, even if you simply have cops get their own malpractice insurance, you will see a massive change. Okay. Um, if communities can simply start enforcing laws that cops have to enforce themselves, if a city council or a mayor has the wherewithal to hold them accountable. You see things change quickly then too. We got something interesting because I didn't see this coming. 
Afro man <laughs> being sued by the police because he had the audacity to use footage of the home raid. Here's his words. The Adams County Sheriff is Will Smith. <laughs> and I'm Chris Rock, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, y'all get ready for this Netflix special. The Adams County Sheriff has selective outrage, you know what I'm saying? They got selective outrage. It's all kind of meth houses and all kind of real life active meth labs in Adams County. But the Adams County Sheriff has selective outrage. Afro man, legendary, <laughs> legendary. Seven law enforcement officers have now sued rap artist Afro man, accusing him of improperly using footage from a botched police raid on his own home in Ohio last year. So he put it in a music video for his songs, Lemon Pound Cake. And will you help me repair my door? The irony of it all. Adams County Sheriff's Deputy Sean D. Cooley, Justin Cooley, Sean D. Grooms, and Lisa Phillips, and Sergeants Michael D. Estep, Brian Newland, and Randolph L. Warder Jr. brought the lawsuit earlier this month, claiming invasion of privacy. This is rich. The plaintiffs say that the rapper, took footage of their faces obtained during the August 2022 raid and used it in music videos and social media posts without their consent. They say this has caused them emotional distress, embarrassment, ridicule, loss of reputation and humiliation. Ah, you're talking about the kind that happens when you illegally own persons. Exactly. That's what you're talking about, officers. Okay. The plaintiffs are seeking of Afro man profits from his use of their personas. That includes proceeds from the songs, music videos, live ticket events, as well as the promotion of Afro man's brand, under which he sells beer, marijuana, t shirts, and other merchandise. They won't. All of it, they want a piece of the action. They also seek a court injunction to take down all videos and posts containing their personas. Here's a shirt with an image of Sean Cooley beside Peter Griffin from Family Guy around a lemonade pound cake. <laughs> all right, so these are the things that the officers are upset about. Afro man recently mocked off Officer Cooley following the lawsuit, here it is. Oh Yeah, man, that's my favorite one. Officer Pound Cake, Family Guy. What is he? What is he? Where's he gonna look next? Oh, Officer Pound Cake. Oh, he don't like he don't like collard greens and cornbread, black eyed peas. Wait a minute, hey. Let me know what you want next time, man. I'll grab it for you, bro. Lucky he's a Family Guy. <laughs> he is clowning the hell out of them. Let's put up a picture of the judge. 
Afro man is not going to stop. So he took this Instagram Thursday to call out the lawsuit and the raid. Essentially, a racist judge, Judge Roy Gabbard, he says, signed a fictitious false warrant accusing me of kidnapping and drug trafficking. The warrant put the Adams County Sheriff in a position to attempt to kill me. Those suspicious, those suspicions turned out to be unfounded. Though, and the raid failed to turn up probative criminal evidence so no charges were filed against Afro man. Afro man continued, after the Adams County Sheriff burglarized, vandalized and destroyed my property, they became thieves and stole my money. They lost their right of privacy, my house is my property. My video camera films everything on my property. They became my property. <laughs> I got more, listen. Afro man is legendary, all right? There's more. I use my footage of my property to raise money to pay for the damages they done. Not knowing who the criminals were operating in the Adams County Sheriff's Department, I gave them humorous nicknames. <laughs> I am a law abiding tax paying citizen who was violated by criminals camouflaged by law enforcement. And now a statement from my attorney, Anna Costellini. We are waiting for public records request from Adams County. We still have not received. We are planning to countersue for the unlawful raid, money being stolen, and for the undeniable damage this had on my client's family, career, and property. When cash seized during the raid was returned to Afro Man, it appeared the hundreds of dollars, that hundreds of dollars were missing. Another review by the State Bureau of Criminal Investigation determined that deputies had miscounted the amount seized during the raid itself. Now think about the irony of this. And it's so powerful what Afro Man did that literally I walk in my law school class. One of my law professors is playing his video. And this is in a criminal procedure class. He's playing the video, pointing out how Afro Man in his rap song is correct legally, morally, ethically. He's right, he's right about the law, he's right about what they missed. He all, he's also right about his proclamation of being violated. He was right, okay? So how in the world do you sue a person for recording in his own home? Well, you do that if you're the police. Police rule, no, no law here, we don't have to be concerned about precedent. The police wrongfully raid your home. You record it, you publish it, it's in your house. They sue you for invading their privacy. When they kicked in your door illegally, damn. This is why some people don't like the police. Rick, can you make this make sense? No, yep. no, 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 How? <laughs> what do you take me as? <laughs> uh, no, I can't, how do you make sense? to this. Uh, look, look, I, I will say Afro man, 1000% legend. Um, when I went to school at Indiana University, there was a place called Bluebird where they served quarter beers and I saw him perform. Uh, total awesome show um, and obviously legendary hits that got us through college. Now, I recall on a serious note, in 2014 when Eric Garner, was killed in New York. And I recall when 
the police strangled him, that some other policeman wore I can breathe shirts to mock the entire thing. And how I view this is, you guys don't like it when the shoe's on the other foot, huh? Mm. There, there, there's a lot going on here with all of them going into Afro Man's home, stealing money, which is still up for dispute, and him making light of it. And now they get all in their feelings. But what I will say is, this has a lot to do with the endless supply of funds that police unions have because they can drag this out in court yeah. for as long as they wish in comparison to one citizen who's probably made a nice living, but it pales in comparison to police union money. Yeah. And lastly, this goes into why exactly do why exactly does almost every city in America have a blank check for the police? I see um, locally, you know, there, there's there's a great um, Twitter account called Film the Police. He checks them, and they are sitting in their cars, doing nothing, wasting taxpayer dollars. And yet we continue to cut these blank checks with our hard earned money. It is something that needs to be addressed. Reform and replacement has to be on the agenda. We got more on the other side, news and talk, excuse me. I'm back in radio right now. What was that? <laughs> news and talk, my radio show. All right, we got, I got too many damn shows. All right, we got more on the other side, indisputable stick and stack. All right, welcome back. A lot of show left. Always good to be with you. I'm going to read some of these, your comments. Uh, thank you for joining the program via conversation. Uh, Ron Moore says he certainly owned them like they were his property. Uh, Chipmunks, uh, PDX, purposely lying on a police report should have minimum jail time period. That's right, uh, it is illegal by the way, rarely enforced. Um, we have an update. A man pleads guilty for terrorizing neighbors. We covered this originally when it went down. All right, put up the picture full mass. This is actually moving in the right direction. William McDonald, one of the most blatant racist citizens of Wisconsin, has now pleaded guilty to one felony and one misdemeanor after being charged by federal agents for a series of hate crimes. The criminal, 45 year old resident of West Wisconsin had been threatening violence upon nearby residents for the color of their skin. Here are just some of the heinous acts he admitted to. In April 2022, after a black woman moved into his apartment complex with her two minor children, McDonald decided to vandalize the family's front door with racial graffiti and left a note calling her family a racial slur and demanding the woman leave the building. McDonald then turned his racial outrage toward greeting his new neighbors with hate. McDonald confessed to vandalizing a black woman's vehicle parked outside of her apartment by slashing her tires and smashing her windshield and leaving a note on her car laced with racial slurs, threatening to slash her throat and demanding she move out of West Ellis in March 2021. A week. 
and slashed two of her car tires, left another one filled with another note filled with racial slurs, with a warning that she move out of the neighborhood or suffer violence. Here are Tanithia Addison and her fiance Reginald Wilkerson, who had a safe house for their child in another location, so they would not be subject to McDonald's racial cruelty. The couple faced constant sleepless nights, fearing threats of harm, according to Mr. Wilkerson. He recalled being told to go back to where he comes from under threat of injury to him and damage to his property. You're looking at some of the examples of the damage. As for the threats, one letter said, get the F out of my neighborhood, N-word. And another note read, you thought I was playing about driving and speeding in my neighborhood, you piece of ish. Get the F back to the effing north side where you belong before I put sand in your gas tank. With over nine African and Latino victims that McDonald targeted, terrorized and stalked. He has pleaded guilty to one felony and one misdemeanor and faces a maximum of 11 years in prison with a scheduled sentencing of June 29th. The DOJ Civil Rights Division handled prosecution and the case caught the attention of East Wisconsin Attorney General Gregory J. Hanstad. Top ranking federal law enforcement official in the Eastern District of Wisconsin and he issued a statement of support to the victims of the case. It says and I quote, the conduct at issue in this case strikes at the very core of the civil rights guaranteed to every American citizen under federal law. I commend the courage of those targeted by Mr. McDonald for coming forward. The US Attorney's Office remains committed to working with all federal, state and local partners to hold individuals who violate the civil rights of others fully accountable under federal law. Uh, the reality is, yes, the federal government got involved. Yes, the federal government moved this thing in the right direction, but it was still slow based on what he did. Remember, he had been harassing people for years, racist for years. Complaints had been coming against them for years. The apartment complex allowed him to remain there, even though he was antithetical to the livelihood of black and brown people. So you have a prosecution. He's charged with a lot of crimes because he did a lot of crimes. He gets to plead down to basically one. All right, I know they say two is basically one. So he pleads down to one and the Dynamic is, well, it's a maximum of 11 years. He will never get the maximum. It won't happen. It should, but it likely will not. Why accept a plea deal? The man is in the wrong and you have significant evidence to go ahead and do what you do to gangbangers. Make an example out of them. Isn't that what you say? You hold press conferences and you say, we're going to make an example out of these people. We're going to not accept any plea deal. Why do we continue to accept plea deals from racist terrorists in the United States of America? Why do we allow that? That should be the abnormal remedy, not the norm. All right, Rick, thoughts here. Yeah, I'll keep it quick. You know, the tire slash, the child not being able to be with the parents, those are traumatizing things that will have lasting impacts on these folks. 
I think one thing that I'll pivot to is the note. First off, he admitted to it, so the plea deal is like yeah. ridiculous. But the note saying, aside from the racial slur, my neighborhood, like he has control over the entire block, over the entire town. What he says goes. It's this level of control that a lot of folks like him believe that they have, when in reality they just don't. Yep. All right. There you go. We have an exclusive update. A man who was shot and killed by the police. Well, his family will not be seeing justice, at least not right now. Um, here's what I want to do. Um, prosecutors are not going to charge. I want to send you, uh, I want to show you the video. Here it is. be alive. I'm going to tell you why. Put up the picture. A black man was shot and killed in Independence, Missouri, following a short vehicle pursuit in which the suspect ran a red light. His family said they didn't learn of his death until days after the shooting. Now Jackson County DA has declined to prosecute the police who shot him following a grand jury decision. Indisputable investigates interviewed Ebony Finley about the death. Here it is. It's a lot of emotions. We are outraged. Um, we don't understand why they wouldn't, uh, especially after seeing the footage. It was um, it was just very heartbreaking to hear him groan and to you know then uh, you know the execution style shooting that took place because uh like and we went to the I, I don't know if it's the coroner's office or what but I mean he just looked like 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 they gunned him down like he was a monster and um just to know that he was incoherent. Man, I don't know. I mean, how would you feel? Put their picture back up again. You heard the officers say, gun, he has a gun. Before Pryor's shooting, you clearly hear officers yell, gun. While a rifle in the vehicle 
was already secured by the officer, already secured. Now you do know that we've had officers tell us at indisputable, cops will yell gun in order to justify killing or shooting at a Cause as long as they can prove that they had a reasonable fear of imminent danger, everything else doesn't matter. We've had officers tell us this right here, they're trained to do it. So they yell gun that the officer had under his control. Let's put up um, Ebony's picture again. Just un, unimaginable what this woman experienced and is going through today. Ebony Finley, um, who was separated from Mr. Pryor, was featured in the local news along with their son Tyree. Their son Tyree gave his coat and offered to help an elderly woman in the rain in 2019. When an independence officer witnessed the Good Samaritan, he took his photo and offered to reward the young Tyree. I'm gonna show you the family picture. This is a family photo of Mr. Pryor, once honored by the Independence Police Department. Why do you think his son was such a Good Samaritan or is such a Good Samaritan? He learned it from home. He learned it from his parents. One officer referred, uh, excuse me, offered Tyree a steak dinner. Now, Ebony says she doesn't feel comfortable being around the police at all. I don't know how to feel about the independence police because I don't want to say everyone's bad because there were some good officers there. But there were some officers there trying to control what was going on at the accident. And then we just had some guys that wasn't trying to control what was going on. So I don't know. Finley said she separated from Mr. Pryor, but he remained a devoted father, despite not having much money. She said he gave her older boy $500 to help buy his first car. Indisputable obtained Missouri State Highway Patrol's investigation. Let's put it up. Highlighted area and somebody yells gun and I don't know why. And I thought it was one of our guys securing the weapon, I thought. He was knocked out. I did not realize he was still. One officer, Christopher Walker, was quoted by Missouri State Investigation stating that. Prior, uh, Pryor's attorney said this statement is that they were confused when they opened fire. Initially, they said police claimed a second handgun was present, but they found no other handgun. Literally, the police yelled gun over a gun that they had already secured. Here is an excerpt from the Missouri State Highway Patrol's investigation that stated the rifle in the car was jammed in the center of the console and secured by the police. Officer Steele said he attempted to secure the firearm, but it was stuck, so he stopped. Then he heard someone on the exterior of the car say, he's reaching again, he's reaching again. And somebody else say, he's got a gun, he's got a gun. Officer Steele described while he was still in the back seat, Browns came inside this car. He said he took cover in the back seat and was eventually able to crawl out the back door. Damn, they tried to kill you too, Steele. 
You don't have any feelings about this officer Steele? Let's put up the pictures of those who are representing the family. Mr. Pryor, Armita Dupree, Harry Daniels, a dear friend, and Henry Tanner Jr. Harry Daniels told Indisputable Pryor's hands were fixed on the steering wheel. And he was pinned by the steering column and incapacitated when the officers started shooting. He was out of it. It's clear he was out of it. He was in an accident. Their office issued a statement criticizing the DA's decision. Elected Jackson County Prosecutor John Peters Baker's refusal to present this case to the grand jury isn't simply unjust. It is dangerous and establishes a deadly precedent. Essentially, she is giving law enforcement the unfettered ability to use deadly force whenever they want. All they have to do is say they believe the victim had a firearm and she won't pursue charges regardless of the facts. Once again, an officer told us that right here on Indisputable. In the video following the shooting, let's put it up. In the video following the shooting, the girlfriend, Cindy Kendrick is crying and dragged away from the car by police. A representative of the Missouri State Highway Patrol confirmed his office investigated the incident. Neither the Independence Police Department nor the Highway State Patrol responded to Indisputable's request for comment. Put him up. Look at the chief of the Independence Missouri Police Department, Adam Dustman, and the Jackson County feckless elected prosecutor. Miss Baker, you have gross negligence at best or at least. There's a man who's dead who should be alive. Police tried to cover this up. Look at the reports. Where is the accountability? We're gonna stay on top of this. Rick, thoughts? So um, reacting to this, seeing it the first time, I could not believe how many shots I heard. Um, I, I think I counted 15, it could have been more. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of angles here, um, mainly that it seemed like he was struggling to get out in the first place. So in a way, my assumption is because of the crash where the Avenger, I believe it is, had ridiculous damage to it. It seemed like he was pinned. Yeah. I also read that they had problems after shooting him, getting his body out of the car. That's right. They could not get his body out of the car. So I, I'm just, I'm just curious. Someone has a firearm, and it is in a different part of the car. Legally, in that state, you are allowed to do that. Yep. So. What was the justification? Why did this have to happen? Like I, I saw a quote from Mr. Daniels. He's disabled, the vehicle's disabled, rifle secured, but then there's the final act of shooting him 15 times. That last puzzle piece doesn't fit. This is not a case of excessive force. This is a case of outrageous force. And to that, I agree because right. this man should be alive today. Very well said. Uh, it is constitutional to bear arms, uh, it's like being uh, shot for speaking. You have the constitutional right to speak. But when you're not the right skin tone, 
for the officer responding. You can be in legal possession, but have a criminal outcome. All right, Rick, always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Um, YouTube.com slash TYT Sports, Eric Strom on Twitter. And uh, I appreciate it as always, guys. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth. Indisputable has been named the fastest growing news TV show in the United States of America. Compared to all shows on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and roughly 30 others. What do we do on this show? We tell the truth. You know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. Donald Trump radicalized citizens. He's the chief terrorist. Republicans still want you to think that critical race theory is the greatest evil. That can happen in K through 12 education. It's not even taught. I guarantee you this, David. If he would have taken a knee during the national anthem to bring awareness to the need for more money for cancer research in America, he would not have had that response. It was I the agree. fact that he took a knee for black folk and brown folk. You rather pick the voters because you're scared of the voters picking the politicians. It frightens you. But we coming. When you are in a privileged position, equality looks like oppression to you. The Karenicity runs deep in this one. We provide a mirror, a mirror for reflection and a mirror for correction. So what if I have 35? Don't hit me. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Let's put up the graphic of this Karen in peak performance. Boom. They want anarchy so they can start creating their own rules. Can you share with me some examples? When they were running around during the terrorist attack on January 6th saying hang Mike Pence. So those are the people I'm talking about. That's a problem, correct? You work for Mike Pence, stand up for the guy. Do not allow the ideology of politics to evaporate the humanity that still exists inside of you. They don't stop, I don't stop. Racism won't stop, I won't stop. Systemic bias won't stop, so I won't stop. People still need health care, so I won't stop. People still need criminal justice systems reformed in this country, so I won't stop. And you won't stop either.